Welcome to the Rainmaker Multiplier On Demand, a podcast for leading financial professionals or rainmakers and their teams that offer support for securing a successful future. From marketing help to staffing structure, listen and subscribe for actionable insights from advisors and skilled professionals alike. Happy New Year, everyone. Uh, I guess I welcomed in the new year with a little bit of a a cold, but we're gonna we're gonna power through that today. Uh, we've got a very timely topic today in in goal setting as we're kicking off the new year. Uh, excited to be joined by Be- uh, Becca Volpel from our team, uh, relationship manager and ambassador. Becca, thank you for joining us today. Yeah, good morning. And I know we've still got people rolling in the new year. We've gotten some messages of people that couldn't make it today. So we'll look forward to recording for the the podcast, people rolling in with the new link here. But, you know, Becca, I think a good place to get started is when, when talking about goal setting is it's not necessarily like a one size fits all in terms of format, you know, can be done in many different ways. Can you speak to what you found is most effective when you're working with advisors or individuals on goal setting? Yeah, definitely. I think that's really important. There are so many frameworks and different, you know, ways to strategize and set your goals. As Matt said, it's not one size fits all. So the important part is not what your goal setting looks like necessarily, but just that you're doing it and you're setting those goals for the new year. I know some of you or most of you probably already have a framework in mind or a strategy that you use, but if you need help with that, we also have some frameworks on our side. So if you, I think we'll talk about that in a few minutes, but if you have any questions or want some additional details on that, we can always help you kind of put those pieces of your individual unique frameworks together. But like Matt said, it doesn't have to be perfect. I always see so much out there on social media of how this person is setting up their goals for their year and how it has to look a certain way. And sometimes you can get stuck in having it look like this perfect picture. And I I don't want anyone to get stuck in having it be perfect. It's better to just have it done. So I think that's really important to think about and consider. Yeah. And thank you for mentioning that. We do have uh, a tool that we used in Orlando for those that were at the Orlando retreat. Um, We have a link to that. We'll share in the chat in a little bit here for those that weren't there and want to access that or those that were there and want a digital copy. Um, And like Becca said, it's it's one framework. It kind of walks through how we've done that in the past, uh, both at C2P and at JL Smith, kind of walking through the starting with your three to five year vision and breaking that all the way down to quarterly goals to help keep you on track. And we'll we'll walk through that again in a minute here. But you know, Becca, staying on with with what you're doing with our advisors, many of you have probably worked with Becca, and is she's doing a lot of these ambassador and relationship management calls with us to be an additional resource to all of you, but also conducting some of those with Jason and with Carl Smith, who couldn't be here today. But what what themes or best practices are you seeing in those meetings, Becca, that would be helpful for for everyone else today? I think it's important to start your goal setting meetings off with a reflection. Maybe it's not a meeting with your whole team yet. Maybe it's just your strategy session. But I think a really good first step and a good theme that I see in a lot of people's methodology is to start off with a win or what's working and what's not. So reflecting on the past, it could be your past year, your past three years, your past three to five, as you're looking at the next three to five, but just focusing on and taking a moment to reflect on what went well, what didn't go well, and how you can structure your goals to, you know, 
fix or support some of the things that you did last year to keep that momentum going forward into the new year. So I think structuring it in a way to start off with wins is really, really solid. And it starts it off on a good note. No one wants to sit down and think about where they're going with a negative mindset. So if you come to the table with something positive that happened previously, I think it can just make the whole experience a little a little better. Some of the themes and and goals that I think we're seeing a lot of for the new year is, you know, different certifications, LMS courses. It doesn't have to be a professional goal either. When we think about goal setting, a lot of personal goals come up too. So running half marathons, losing weight, you know, whatever it may be. I think it's also important to touch on your personal and your professional goals kind of simultaneously because they do go hand in hand. No, that's that's great. And, you know, we do that with all of our meetings at, at C2P and JL Smith too. I don't know about all of you, but when we do weekly meetings, we always start out the meetings, like Becca said, with that positive focus. What has gone well? What are our wins over the last, you know, week if they're weekly meetings or for the year? You know, when you're getting in that mindset, like you said, I love the, the positive mindset. Um, you know, let, let's try and make this one interactive. I think it's a great idea. We're a tight-knit community here. Would love for all of you on here to share your wins with each other. It'd be great to, to articulate those and build upon those here to share those wins as we continue just with this session to see how we're going to build upon those as you're setting your goals for 2024 now. So please add those in. Don't be bashful. I'll be in the first one on there. We'll get the snowball effect going, but, and then we'll read those off and see how those are building. Becca, the other thing you mentioned too, I'm, I'm glad you got into the personal side. For those that joined us, I think it was our last coffee break of 2023 when we had Adam Freeland on with, with Jason, a great session there talking more about the personal side and Adam's like fitness and weight loss journey and, and getting in shape. And if you were on, you remember it because Adam had his Michael Jordan jersey on. But that's a great one. If you didn't catch that, please uh, refer back. We've got that podcast available. But, you know, and I know, Becca, you've, you've done that not only with our advisors there, but kind of on the fitness side is, is you know, what you do as well on, on that side. So could you share a little bit about setting those personal goals as well and the importance of doing that, you know, with the professional ones? Definitely. So whether it's with a fitness client that I work with or with our advisors, I always try to make sure our goals that we're setting together are SMART goals. And that's just an acronym. SMART stands for Specific, Measurable, Attainable, Realistic, and Time Sensitive. So when you set up your goals, I think it's really important to make sure they're super specific. So you know, not just like, I'm going to take a bunch of LMS courses this year. Well, what LMS courses are you going to take? Is it going to be bucket plan? Is it going to be plan design? Is it going to be career path? Like map out exactly what you want to do. And that way you can tick it off once they're completed. Measurable. So using that same example, you want to make sure that you can measure that, you know, your outcome that you're getting them done. In this case, it would be a simple, just I'm checking off that I've completed these LMS courses. For something that's maybe a personal goal, like running a marathon, that's a really easy measurable goal because did you complete the marathon? Was it not completed? And then you want to make sure it's attainable too. I know for a lot of you guys, you're so busy. So it probably wouldn't make sense to say, I'm going to complete 10 LMS courses in the month of January. Make sure your goal is attainable. 
also using the personal example, if I, my goal this year was to run a marathon, which I'm not a runner, so I do any other fitness activity, but running, it would not be reasonable or attainable for me to say, I'm going to run a marathon this month, right? It's a lot of training that goes into it. And that kind of coincides with your goals being realistic. You don't want to set something that's completely out of reach. Of course, you want to challenge yourself, but you want to keep it attainable too. If you don't keep it in that realm of being attainable and realistic, but yet challenging, it starts to shake the confidence a little bit and that can really stagnate the momentum. And then the last thing in that SMART acronym is just the time sensitive. In what time frame do you want to complete this in? For this year, it might be a year-long goal. I'm going to complete 10 LMS courses. I'm going to shoot for one each month. That leaves me two months where maybe I don't have to, or if I get behind, I have some wiggle room. If it's running a marathon, I'm going to complete it within the first nine months. That's pretty realistic. I give myself time to train, time to taper off if needed, et cetera. So having a time uh, sensitive piece to it is really important too. Thank you, Becca, for going through that. Cause those, those same principles apply when you're setting those professional ones as well. So I'm glad you made those, those parallels there. And while you were sharing that, I did go ahead and share that document that we went over during the Orlando retreat with everybody. So you'll be able to log into C2P central access that if you want to use that with your team, we've actually gone back and held sessions with two offices since the Orlando retreat, kind of going through that with entire teams walking through that process. For those that weren't there as a refresher, for those that, that were there, kind of the format that we go through kind of at a high level and we can go into more detail is very similar to what Becca mentioned with starting with that positive mindset, positive focus, but starting with the three-year vision. So knowing what are we aspiring to get to three to five years from now? Where do we want our office or individually, you know, if you're a smaller practice, where do you want to be in three to five years? Because that helps set that mindset for the rest of your goal setting session of what you're trying to get to down the road. And so if you're setting these each year, you never actually get to those in terms of a measurable each year, obviously, because it's three to five years out. It's all about that mindset that Becca mentioned. Also included in those are the personal and professional, because like Becca said, it's important to have that, that balance there. From then, we go on to the SWOT analysis, and that might be new uh, for several of you, but um, really identifying those strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats. Now, this question came up in both of the team sessions that we've done. The reason that we normally do that before setting those one-year targets is identifying those strengths that you can build upon going into next year, um, but also identifying those uh, weaknesses and opportunities that you might want to identify and set goals for to help overcome those. And that could be structures internally, processes internally, adding new team members. Like Julie, thank you very much for sharing. Julie added the new paraplanner this year. You know, that might be something that you can then set as your annual goal coming out of that SWAT of knowing what you need to overcome as an office, either you individually or someone from your team. And outsourcing or making a hire is certainly one way to do that. Leveraging resources through C2P, leveraging this community, you know, just like we had, we had with the wins there, didn't get as many in there as we wanted. But, you know, if you have done goal setting already for this year, please drop those in there. We'd love to see kind of what you're shooting for going into 2024 now as an office. And that could be a measurable like revenue profit margin, you know, anything like that. It could be number of new clients. It could be 
new business lines that you want to get into, but setting those at an at a one year level so then we can go down and finally breaking that into quarterly targets. And Becca, I know in the calls that you have, that's a big focus on, you know, with with Jason and Carl, if you want to speak to that a little bit of what you're seeing of some of those one year and then quarterly targets to to help, you know, get on track. Yeah, that comes up a lot is, you know, in our calls, a lot of you guys will say, I want to do X, Y, and Z in the new year. Say it's, I want to incorporate more life business in my practice, whatever it may be. Okay, what does that mean exactly? What does that look like? Are are we talking about number of cases? Are we talking about a, a numerical goal? And then based on that goal that you've set of incorporating more of that business into your practice, how do we work backwards? What does that look like on a quarterly basis? So breaking it down from annual to then three months at a time and then breaking it down further to even a month at a time. And then honestly, we talk about it a lot in our calls of, going even further. What does that look like on a weekly basis? And I know that sounds tedious, but how else are you going to know where you are tracking if you're not measuring it each week? And if you're really granular, I even measure some of my goals on a daily basis by my habits, right? So one of my goals this year is to drink more water, which I feel like is something that is just on my goal for every year, but I just, it's challenging. And, you know, what does that look like on a daily basis? That's eight, eight glasses of water a day. So I have an app on my phone that I'm tracking daily. That's something that maybe you could track daily, or maybe it's something in your practice level. If your goal is to, using Julie's win, hire a pair planner, what does that look like? By the end of the year, your goal is to have that pair planner trained, ready to go, you know, working and, and crushing it. So in order to get that person to that point, what do you have to do today? You probably have to get your job ad ready to go. You probably have to post it somewhere and get all of those components of really starting to search out that talent out on your page, on you know all of the websites that there are out there. There's so many. And then once you get that person on board, when do you want to have them onboarded by? So you have to have that in mind. Once you get them onboarded, what does it look like to have them trained up? So you have to think about all of the things working backwards from your original goal. And it takes a lot of planning. And I know it can seem overwhelming, but when you think about it on that granular, granular level, I think it makes it a little bit more attainable and not so overwhelming. Yeah. And I'm glad you mentioned too, like keeping it front and center, that's kind of a best practice. You know, some of you might say like, that's a no brainer, but it is something that can be overlooked. Like if you are using a software to track all of your goals. You know, we've, we've used the traction software through, through JL Smith. We've used that uh, as well as the scale up software through C2P. Um, but even if you're not using a software, having a word doc that your team pulls up in a meeting where these are tracked, or um, I know in Orlando, some, some were sharing, like they'll just put them on their mirror on a post-it note on their computer, keeping it front and center so that you don't lose sight of that. Like Becca mentioned, the other thing that goes with this, and this this can go for any of those goals, whether it's a, a three-year, a one-year, a quarterly, but what do you need to start and or stop doing to get there? Like now that you've identified what that goal is, what is it that you're going to need to do? Again, so much of this is about mindset. So if you know this is what I want to get to in three years, what do you have to start or stop doing? Do you need to stop taking meetings with those that 
you know, maybe fall below your firm minimum, but you're, you know, you're taking those on just to stay busy. If you know you want to get more blue diamond clients, you're going to need to start take stop taking those on. Or if you have multiple advisors in your practice, making sure that you tier those and you're taking on the level that you need to focus on. Or if you're building out a niche practice, that's probably the one that I've seen the most in other networking groups that I'm a part of with advisors kind of outside of our C2P community. That tends to be a big trend moving forward is, is building out specific niche, like industry niches. I want to work with doctors. I want to work with dentists. I want to work with, you know, in manufacturing. It can be very hard to say, I'm going to narrow my focus in this area. But the more focused you get on that, the more opportunities going to open within those industry groups. So identifying those start stop opportunities is, is a big one. And I think the final point that I want to mention that was kind of one of those tips that came up in Orlando, again, a refresher for a lot of you, is having an accountability partner. And that could be within your own four walls of, of other team members that are there, but that's what this community is for as well. Uh, and that could be any of us on the C2P team that you want to reach out to. You know, Becca, a great accountability partner is your relationship manager. I'm reaching out to her just to have those check-in calls. You know, hey, I want I want you to keep me focused on that or each other. Someone that, you know, you're close with, you've met at C2P events, you've met at other networking events like Ed Slot or many that we're at. Identifying someone through there that really helps move the needle. I know even with us, you know, I'm doing stuff from a marketing and branding standpoint where I have an accountability partner outside of C2P to help me on that. I can speak for Jason, you know, not here, but had uh, multiple accountability partners working through his new book that we're going to be launching in the next few months. So, you know, I would highly encourage you if, if, if you have already set yours for this year, or as you're working through those, please identify those. If you need help again, reach out to myself, reach out to, to Becca, Jason as Carl as ambassadors to help, to help have that accountability partner and keep you on track. So, you know, Becca, I don't know if you want to speak to to that of, of what you've been doing so far in terms of that relationship management program and how that's evolving here. Yeah. One thing before I talk about that too, is when you think about what kind of accountability partner that you're looking for, keep in mind what you want from that accountability partner. Do you want suggestions about the things that you're doing? Do you want someone to just text you and say, Hey, did you do what you say you were going to do? Or do you want someone to coach you through it? So when you're contemplating who you're going to lean on, whether it be a coworker, someone completely outside of your organization, someone within C2P, think about what you want out of that relationship as well and what you want them to give you back. I think that's really important when you are thinking about, you know, how what you're going to get from this person. You don't want someone that's nagging you if that's not what you're looking for. You know, you don't want someone suggesting things or coaching if that's not what you're looking for. So that's one thing. And then being clear with that person too. You know, when I think about some of my personal goals, specifically in the fitness realm, I have an accountability partner as well. And I say to him, I do not want you to suggest things to me. This is what I want. Just text me weekly, make sure I'm doing my five or six workouts. So be really clear about your expectations with them as well. I think that's really important to have those defined expectations and those outlines ready at the beginning of, you know, your experience with working with them. As far as our relationship, you know, calls and ambassador calls go, you know, they're available to you for support and encouragement and accountability. 
And, you know, we have tons of resources out there. And part of what we do on those calls is to make sure you know all of the things that are out there. That is my job to know everything that's going on C2P, whether it's events, trainings, learning courses online, a resource, a new hire that we have internally. I want you to make sure that you know all of the things available to you. I know there's a lot and it can be overwhelming, (laughs) especially when new things are coming. It feels like every week or dates are changing sometimes. That's my job to know those things and then relay it to you. I know the emails can be a lot and we, you know, we try to communicate as best we can, but If you have questions about any of that, don't feel like you need to memorize all of those things. That's what those calls are there for. And that's why I'm reaching out to you because I want to make sure that, you know, all the things that we're putting out are actually reaching your desk. You're going to get a lot of calls after this, people quizzing you saying, you know, everything about everything. (laughs) (laughs) I always say, if I don't know, I will get you to the right person that does know. (laughs) No, that's. That's perfect. Thank you for sharing that, Becca. And I know, you know, a lot of you, again, we already said this, but as you're setting those, or if you already have set those for 2020, please reach out to to Becca, to Jason, to Carl, to see what resources we have, even if they're not something that we have now, but people that we can match you up with, including each other on here to help you get to those goals. We want to make sure everybody is, is getting to their desired location there. Also wanted to Call attention. Thank you, Charlie, for sharing those two books that came to mind on goal setting. Who, not how. We're very familiar with that one at C2P. A lot of us have read that one. So I highly recommend that as well. Thank you for sharing. And 10 times 10x is easier than 2x. I have heard of that one. I have not personally read that one, but I've heard it's a great one. And then, so thank you, Charlie, for sharing. And thank you, Elaine, for sharing the links to those uh, in the chat. Um, what I'll what I'll come back to, and we've kind of mentioned this partly in terms of that accountability partner, but continuing to break down those goals, um, because we hit on this at a high level, starting with that three-year, coming to the one-year, and going to the quarterly. And just kind of a a tip or recommendation from our end is you set those annuals. Where do you want to be a year from now? So the beginning of 2025, hard to believe already, um, but where do you want to be when you get there as an office? And so as you're setting those, uh, if you're doing this with a team, I would recommend having everyone jot down three to five on their own. You know, the the group think can tend to defer to one person. You've probably all seen it. You might be that person, um, but have everyone on your team jot down their own and then collaborate, put those together up on the board. Um, you can have some fun with it using sticky notes or just put them up, you know, on a whiteboard or whatever. Uh, and then try and narrow those down to your top three to five. I'm sure there's a lot of stuff that that you want to accomplish, but the more you put up there, the harder it's going to make to accomplish all those. So it's not that you can't accomplish more than those three to five, but consider that a bonus. You know, what are the three to five most important things? And we're going to put those up on the board and that's what we're going to hit this year. And then assign a name to it. And much like an accountability partner, that's the accountability person for achieving that goal. And that doesn't mean that that person is the only one working on it. It doesn't even mean that person's going to do most of the work for that. And a lot of times it will be, but it's going to be, that's the person that's going to drive that forward and champion that particular goal. If you have a new hire, this is the person that's going to be in charge of making sure that we've got the job description we need, the the, the compensation information. And they might, they might want to be the person that's going to come through our career path and compensation training. 
get all that together, they're going to post it or at least make sure that that's happening until you get to the point where that person has been hired and onboarded. So it may or may not be that person, but having a name there helps from an accountability standpoint. Then finally, when you have all those one year, do the same exercise with the quarterlies and everybody write down their own first. And then you're going to put those up there, combine them and narrow down. All right, what are the top three to five ish that you're going to focus on in Q1 of this year? Do the same thing, narrow those down, assign the accountability person. More often than not, those are going to relate to your annual goals, but there might be something that's pressing in Q1, especially if you have a tax practice that might veer off from those one-year goals. But that's going to be the kind of the easy button is making sure you build off those one years with those quarterlies and then assign that person to it. With that, I'm going to briefly jump ahead because I think it's an important point and we'll continue to build on this and, and Becca will do this in the calls and communicating all with you. But when you get to Q2, then you're going to assess where you came out of Q1 and look, what are the quarterly goals that you're going to build off of in Q1? And that's why I wanted to jump ahead a quarter, but I don't want anyone to lose sight of this. What can you build on? If those are accomplished now, what's the next step as you go into Q2? but I recommend always keep those one-year goals up on the board because you want to make sure you don't lose sight. What's the next step? Because what you don't want to happen is you get to Q4 and there's too much to accomplish in order to get to that annual goal. So always have that annual mind. And that's why you go backwards as you're doing this from three year to one year to quarterly. And so, you know, Becca, I think I'll, I'll let you add any kind of tips or tricks that you have related to that, but kind of that waterfall effect of the three year, one year quarterly. Yeah, absolutely. And the theme that I feel like makes all of these, you know, goals successful and to be able to be completed at the end of the year is the structure surrounding that. So if you heard what Matt was saying, there's structure in the meeting of who's accountable, there's structure in the organization surrounding the goals. So keeping the structure in mind, I think it's tough because when it comes to goals, they can kind of be a little esoteric but making them tactical and giving them a structure and an organization is really important. And that's been the theme throughout this entire conversation, right? When you think about the SWOT analysis, SMART goals, meeting structure, starting out with wins, it's all surrounding structure. So if you can nail down something that works well for you and your team, I think you're just off to the races and there's no stopping. <laughs> And if you didn't hear Matt, like Becca mentioned, it's just because I'm slowly losing my voice over the last three days. So hopefully we're we're back in action uh, for next week's coffee break. But um, we also got a question on here. Where is that goal setting worksheet? Um, I put the link in the chat, um, but it does require a login for C2P Central. It's on the frequently used resources page in there. If you're not able to find it or if it makes it easier, shoot us a message and we'll make sure we get that over to you again. We want to make this as easy as possible for you. Um, that is kind of just a, a roadmap, a guide that you can use. You don't have to follow it exactly in that order, but it does make things a little easier. Um, I will also say if you do use that, or if you have your own, you know, document that you use, share that with, with our team, with Becca, when you're having those relationship management calls, those ambassador calls, just to see, you never know when we're going to see something and say, Hey, we have a resource for that. You might not know about, or we have something, a webinar coming up soon. That's going to help with that. So lean on each other, lean on our team, and that's what we're, we're here for to help. So as, as we close, thank you all for being here. Great first one of the new year. Glad to see uh, so many faces um, back. And in the meantime, have a great day.
Thanks for tuning in. This podcast was brought to you by C2P, an organization whose purpose is to educate, train, grow, and support holistic financial advisors so families can achieve true prosperity. Never miss an episode by subscribing now to discover new resources and strategies. Visit c2penterprises.com to learn how we can help scale and secure your business. At the time of delivery and any subsequent publishing, information was deemed reliable but is subject to change by the time of listening or viewing. The contents of this piece include the opinions and projections of C2P Enterprises, are subject to change, and are for informational purposes only. The information provided in this presentation is not intended to be individual investment, tax, or legal advice.